Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. You want some lasagna? I'm making you lasagna. Why is that? It's actually National Lasagna Day. It's National Lasagna Day. You had me at lasagna. Lasagna. Just get the lasagna. Oh, hey. How's it going? Hey. Oh, hey there. a minute. Hey there. <laughs> Hi, friends. Happy uh, National Lipstick Day. Happy National Intern Day. Happy National Lasagna Day. And National Chicken Wings Day. Uh, first off, with lasagna, I think we can agree that they are not all made equal. If you want a good lasagna, you find yourself a nice Nona and get her to do it, right? I mean, that's the <laughs> only way you get a good lasagna. That's the rule. That's right. It's funny because uh, I used to, back in the day, I mean, a couple of years ago when I was first single, um, when it was just, it didn't make sense for me to make a lasagna because I didn't have an entire family to feed. I live on my own. I decided I would try the grocery store, frozen lasagnas. They're very, very different from the ones that you get made. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Mind you, there are some good frozen varieties. Um, I remember having a good vegetarian one before, and I think PC makes that, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, making them fresh, if, if you can do it, do it. And it's a lot easier than it seems. I think people are afraid of it like because it does involve layering things, and they feel like they're going to put it in the wrong order. I think lasagna is one of those things that you can have a lot of fun with, and you can make it your own. You can do it however you want to do it. Some people say it's got to be sauce on the bottom. Some people say it's got to be the lasagna on the bottom. It's got to be uh, meat on the bottom. Whatever. You do you. That's the best part about lasagna, I think. Just don't put cheese on the bottom, or you're going to completely fuck it up. Oh, then, well, just cleaning the pan's going to suck dick. I mean, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I almost feel weird about it, because... I, I, I actually had really, really, really good lasagna. My girlfriend's mother made it. And I don't really know how to tell my girlfriend how much I love her mother's cooking without offending her. Because I'm not going to send her out her for making great lasagna, but I do want to highlight how good her mom's is. So it's a weird situation that I will just keep to myself. But let's hope she doesn't listen to this episode. It's also National Chicken Wings Day, which is pro- I've said it before. If, if I were in that scenario where I could only eat one thing forever, it would be chicken wings. That's the one wings. I would pick. That's, oh, really? One thing forever, and it would be wings. Wings are great. I'm a, I'm a big wing fan myself. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. Uh, best wings, Ivy Arms in Milton is, mm. is going to be my pick. Okay. Nobody makes them better. It's the spot. Ivy wings are the ultimate. You have a favorite spot? Can I say, like, is it fair to say my own wings that I make at home? I love totally. them. I, I yeah. think that they're better than anything I've ever had elsewhere. If I'm feeling extra indulgent, I don't mind a crispy ring. But otherwise, I like just seasoned, uh, baked, or in your air fryer. That's fine. But very simple. I'm a little more simple with the wings. As long as the seasoning is there, I'm happy. It doesn't have to be smothered in sauce. I'm, I'm, I could take that or leave it. Ah, fuck, you said air fryer. Now everybody's going to DM us about how great their air fryer is. Hey, get an air fryer. They're the best. Mm. Uh, We were off for a couple of days, guys, so sorry there were no episodes earlier this week. We will have one today, obviously, and one tomorrow, and then it's a long weekend, but I guarantee as of Tuesday we'll get back into the routine. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about. First off, let's do a little bit of what's trending from this morning on our FM radio show uh, Kanye's basically <laughs> crazy, right? Or is this all part of a plan to make it seem like he's crazy, but he's secretly brilliant? It's Kanye, you know? I mean, he is who he is. Like, that's the best way that I could probably put it. 
he uh, he's living right now at the same stadium that he decided to put on a listening party for his album Donda. I think I was actually yeah, it was. It was one week ago today. He put on this big listening party. And now at this Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that is where Kanye's been living ever since then. Um, reports say he was so inspired by the crowd there, he just felt a vibe in the building and wanted to keep it going and finish things up there. So they actually made him <laughs> this room, which looks like, uh, I don't even know, closer to a prison cell than a room, really. But it has a mattress on the floor, just a little wardrobe in the corner, and he's just been... The cool thing about having it at a stadium, I will just say this much, is that apparently he's been able to get those special features, the stars, the artists, in and out without anyone really noticing because they have been helping him throughout this. They love uh-huh. it, I think. I think nobody loves it more than Mercedes-Benz because they've been talked about so many times just because, well, you know, if it was at Rogers Center, it would be Rogers Center being talked about so much. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's other rumors that say that he wants to wait and see if Drake puts out his album on August 6th. Because that's one of the rumors. And if he does, he wants to drop it at the exact same time. I don't know if there's any truth to that. Although I could see that being uh, a fight between the two of them. Like, who's going to have bigger sales? What album will be number one? Because nobody wants to go up against Drake. Yeah, I get it. I understand. I I just don't understand how you go one month from sleeping next to Kim Kardashian in a $7 million mansion to sleeping on a twin mattress at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. He does it like, for the art. What the fuck went wrong with Kanye? He does it for the art. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, I, I don't know. I am not sure. I, 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 just trying to get inside the mind of Kanye West, it's a, that's a tall order. I'm going to have to just pass on that one. Is he brilliant or crazy? Because I can't figure it out. Yeah, maybe a mix of both. Did you know Arthur? You know, the kid's cartoon little fucker? Of course. Did you know that he is a, an aardvark? No, I learned that today. I thought he was a mouse or a rat. I thought something. it was too. Yeah. I don't, the show is coming to an end. That's why it came up this morning on our radio show. And I had no idea that that's what that was. I mean, I yeah. looked at it and I thought, oh, it's a rat. They made a, a kid's cartoon out of a rat. And yeah. for whatever reason, the rat has a dog, which seems strange. But just as strange is the fact that it's uh, an aardvark. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. there. And I'm just trying to figure out what the other things are. Like, I know there's a bunny. Like, one of his best friends is a bunny. And then what is the other one? Is the other one a monkey? It's like a bunny, a monkey, an aardvark, and, and, and they have a puppy. I feel like in real life, these animals aren't going to get along so well. No, they're not. In fact, what are they going to do in the finale? How do you end the Arthur series? What is he, like, eat the fucking dog? Or <laughs> no, what goes on? They just battle each other to the death. That's ex- I was like, <laughs> cartoon blood being spilled. That's what I want to see. Let's go, like Arthur. Old school Acme cartoon. You're going to strap him to a fucking rocket. <laughs> It's funny that the Arthur that Arthur's being brought up again because we all know the Doug Ford Arthur and we've talked about Arthur in the podcast lots of times. Doug's friend that may or may not exist. And when I picture yeah, fuck you, Doug. When I picture when I picture that, I picture Arthur the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought Arthur looked like too. Yeah. Shit. Uh, we'll circle back to Doug in a few minutes. Um, da baby is in the news or da news. He, what I a mean, fucking idiot. Yeah, you know, thank you. you get yourself a career. You beat the odds million to one. You actually get your shot and you're famous and then you fuck it up by opening your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's really disgusting. So he made these comments during a, it was, it's called Rolling Loud was the concert. A bunch of actually pretty big name artists are, are involved in this. And he just decided to put his, 
his two cents into a couple of things randomly. And this is the worst. When people try to ad lib, maybe you should just stop. Maybe you should just sing your fucking songs and then be yeah. done with it. But he decided Shut up and sing. Yeah, he decided to um, start talking about uh, gay people, HIV and AIDS, which from what his comments are, uh, tell me that he knows nothing about HIV and AIDS. It really does. But he said, um, let's see if I can find the quote here. I don't even want to say it because I just, it is absolutely offensive and gross. But in... Long story short, he said that if you have HIV and AIDS, you're nasty. I hope you're not here. You better not be here. Get the fuck out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So then, (laughs) and then he tried to apologize by saying that he wasn't on a rant. um, And he was just trying to make it clear that he didn't think his fans were like that because they're not nasty ass junkies. He's talking about just the nasty-ass junkies with HIV and AIDS. So it kind of made it worse with those comments. Not good. I mean, all around, nobody's really happy about it. You know what he also did at the exact same concert? Like, as if that's not enough. As if all those remarks and that shitty apology aren't enough. He brought out Tory Lanez. Oh, for God's sake. The most disliked man in, well, I don't know. They're going to be rivals for that. The most disliked man in hip-hop right now on stage with him. And... Top that off with the fact that Megan Thee Stallion, who has a restraining order against Tory Lanez currently, was for on, shooting her, for shooting her into the fucking foot, was on stage before the baby was. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you thinking? And what are you doing? You, like, you know, it's just these people who all of a sudden get famous. And you know who I feel for too. I do, but I don't. Because here's the thing, Dua Lipa. Okay, can I just do this right now? Here's yeah, the thing, ahead. Dua Lipa. Because Dua Lipa went out of her way to say that she's pretty disgusted. It was not the person she had met, blah, blah, blah. Here's the problem with randomly being paired up with people for songs, okay? Yep. You're going to be a feature on this song. You don't know this artist very well. At the time, I'm sure she was like, da baby, who's this? He was new in the game when she I still up. don't know who the fuck he is. Well, you, and this happens, right? Where all of a sudden they just become popular. And you're like jumping on board that train. Like, hoot, hoot, let's fucking go. Let's get you on all the tracks, right? Da baby's on a, a ton of different tracks. Well, here's the problem with that is that we don't really know these people sometimes. They come up out of nowhere and sure they have a good song, maybe several good songs or okay songs, or they know the right people. But do you really know them as people? No, your people talk to their people and they team you up on a track. So now Dua Lipa is like backtracking. Like I stand with the LGBTQ community on this one. I am offended. I, this was not the man I met. What do you mean? Did you really know him or were you just paired up and slapped together? I'm guessing you were paired up, slapped together and you let that happen. I think artists need to stop. And reevaluate who they work with. And in some cases, it works out well. You know the person well. They know you well. That way you don't have to come up with some kind of a fucking statement over someone that's not you. But you're associated with DaBaby because one of his most popular songs are with you on Levitating. So anyway, that was just my rant on the Dua Lipa side of things. I understand why she had to come forward because people will associate the two of them together. But maybe don't work with people you don't really know. The industry's full of it. Absolutely. Did you know how many times that artists, by the way, have worked together on a track, but they do it at a distance? Yeah, and they've never met each other. They meet each other for the first time when they're performing them, if they end up being good enough, at festivals and shows or award shows. They meet each other for the first time. Stop doing that shit if you don't want this stuff to happen, you know? Well, I mean, the Dua Lipa thing, I kind of feel bad for her because I really like her. I think she's extremely talented and she's... 
uh, underrated because she's considered a pop star, but her vocals are fantastic. I mean, if you go back and listen to the song that she did with Andrea Bocelli, it really highlights how good an actual singer she is. She's almost sort of pigeonholed into this pop scene, but she's better than that. But with her, I mean, Baby, who she's probably met once or twice, if that, uh, does a feature on her song. He goes out and does something fucking stupid like he did. And and she has to try and distance herself from that by putting out a statement. And now people are shitting on her because she put out a statement, but she hasn't ordered the song be pulled from all the streaming services no. and from and the video from YouTube. No, nothing's really been canceled as of right now, if you will. The baby's still out there. I'm going to play a bit of the of the clip. I'm going to okay. go ahead and play it just so people know for, for reference, because maybe you really haven't seen this and you've got no clue what we're talking about. So here's a bit of what happened. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like the uh. Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone like the uh. Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone like the Let's be uh. real about this shit. Yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. Like, you know, just take the microphone away. Just yeah. take the microphone away. Sh- shut the fuck up. Dude. Yes. Like, shut the just fuck shut up. the fuck up. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, in case you're wondering, hey, how come you guys don't talk about hip hop much? Because most of them are fucking idiots. That's why. Some of them are. Some of them are. I like that. There's a few good ones, but it's, you know. <laughs> And again, the apology just made it worse. Like, it actually made it worse. So we'll see what happens from here. I'm not sure if nobody will be willing to work with him. I know there's already a group of people who say that they will absolutely never work with him because of those comments. (laughs) Uh, Follow up on a podcast that we did last week. I asked you uh, about your your time off, and you were talking about how you went uh, lingerie shopping. Yeah. (laughs) A friend of mine's a good friend or a big fan of yours. I'm just okay. He thinks you're the shit. He, uh, (laughs) don't you love when that happens? It's always the people closest to you. They're like, Yeah, how's Scott though? I'm like, How about how's me? How am I? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) it's so fucking funny. He saw the title of the podcast, which was Cat Went Lingerie Shopping. And for whatever reason, I guess iTunes was having a download difficulty at the time. And he's like fucking mashing this download button trying to hear about your lingerie shopping and it won't download. And he's getting mad at me like I'm in charge of fucking Apple. I don't know what the problem is. It has nothing to do with us. He finally heard it and he says hi. Hi. Uh, (laughs) Did he he download it 50 times? Yeah, yeah, he downloaded it multiple times. He was listening to it on every speaker in his house. I want to hear about Kat going for the the lingerie. I want to hear all about it. Tell me more. I think he wanted more of an in-depth conversation on it. Yeah, more detail into every single panty and what it looked like. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, how did it feel when it touched your skin? Right. Sorry, you're not getting those kind of details. Uh, But while we're in the intimate areas, let's talk a little bit about the bathing suits. This is an interesting one, and I was today years old when I learned this because I didn't know it was a thing. But a woman explains on TikTok that she went on a cruise with her husband, and she had a bathing suit that had some pineapples on it. So she thought it'd be cute if they matched. So she bought him a pair of swim trunks that also had pineapples on it. And she says, when we were on the cruise, we couldn't figure out why people were being so nice to them. Then she found out that if you have pineapples on your swimsuit or really anywhere on your clothing, it's a sign that you're a swinger and want to hook up. 
Apparently, this applies to bathing gear, shirts, pants, anything with a pineapple design on it. If you're on a vacation or on a cruise or wherever, that's an indicator that you're down to get down. Oh, okay. I my I had no idea. First of all, had no idea. Did you have an idea about this? I had no idea. There needs to be somewhere where all the unwritten rules are actually written, so that we all know what's going on. I have a shirt that's got pineapples all over it. I didn't fucking know I was putting that out there. Where have you been wearing that? Everywhere. <laughs> Golf courses. Uh, uh, I think I hosted a function in one of them. I had a pineapple V-neck on Uh-oh. <laughs> with a suit jacket or a blazer or something. Well, I didn't know I was putting that out there. Go into any store, though. You're going to find pineapple print everywhere. Everywhere. I have I have pajama shorts that are pine- that have pineapples on them. I had no idea. They're just pineapples. I don't know why the pineapple, although sexually speaking, I can think of a couple reasons why they chose the pineapple. It makes your cum taste better, right? Well, every, every for, for both, it makes it all taste better for male really? and female. Girl, too. Huh? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what they say. No, I, I might t- do a little experiment. I could this not weekend. tell. I couldn't tell you firsthand. <laughs> Shut up and eat this pineapple. Let's wait an hour. <laughs> you go ahead. You do the research and let me know. But I have. Okay, I'm all for having a sign of some kind, right? I think that that's good because it's probably awkward if, let's say, uh, there's a couple looking for a third to join them or, or, or another couple to join them, whatever it is. I think it's maybe a little less awkward for them to try to figure that out if they're like, oh, look at the fucking pineapple man and woman over there. That's what we're looking for is a man and woman. Scoop your ass up. Bring it back to our hotel room. I don't know. I don't know what circumstances that works in. I don't know. But I'm just guessing that would be easy for them. But pineapples are everywhere. You don't own pineapples. Yeah, it's such an innocent thing. I didn't know that that was the universal sign that you're into swinging. I mean, I wear pineapple clothing. I had no idea. In hindsight, maybe people were a little nicer to me. I I don't know. Were they trying to pick me up or did they know it's hard to say. But I do agree, though. There should be some way to tell people you're down to fuck. Yeah, right? You're down to get it on in a group setting. I don't know if, like, we start wearing, like, headbands, and then that way it completely makes <laughs> Everyone wears a headband. You know that game, headbands? <laughs> everyone wears a headband. <laughs> Interested in this. Uninterested in that. Straight, gay, bisexual. Maybe that's what we need to do here forward. Instead of bringing in... An innocent pineapple. I'm pretty sure my kids have clothes with pineapples on them. Like, come on, man. Can't we pick something else? Like a pe- like a penis shirt. No kids, at least, are going to Who's going to walk around with a dick on their shirt? <laughs> You'd Who? be surprised. You would be surprised. I don't know. There's got to be something else, though. I had no idea. But anyway, it is a thing. I mean, the way that we feel about this, Scott, you and I, it, it doesn't matter. Because it's already out there. And it's been out there for years, apparently. I, I didn't know this. And a bunch of people over text confirmed it. And they also confirmed a couple other things that are signs that you're into an open affair, swingers, if you will. Okay. What are they? Leaving your garage door partly open. Oh, shut the fuck up. I forget to close my garage door all the time. Listen, I swear to God, this is a dangerous one. Can we stop this one? What if that happens? Um, my husband does woodworking, and he does it in the garage from time to time, and it gets a little bit dusty, so he'll partially open it. Are we, like, opening ourselves up to a sexual assault here? 
Yeah, basically. He, he, basically, I had no idea. So now you got to open it all the way up or, or not at all so that you don't have any miscommunication. Next thing you know, a dick is being stuck through the bottom of your garage door. Like, hey, <laughs> surprise. Yeah, surprise. Don't like it. The other one that was brought up and multiple people. How do you stick your dick through the bottom of a garage door? <laughs> do I have to lay on my side or yes. how does it work? You have to go like ass down like a frog, basically. Picture a frog. You have to just get right the fuck down and then right, 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 right. Do I hold it or just hang it there? How does ribbit, that fucking work? Ribbit, ribbit. You just drag it across the dirty concrete. <laughs> ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> like a sick frog. <laughs> Great. Now my dick is gray. <laughs> <laughs> now my dick smells like gasoline. It's got some lawnmower oil on it. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> so gross. Uh, and then the other one that I don't know about, again, multiple people, okay? Otherwise, I wouldn't even bring it up. Multiple people said, you know those star decals that you can get on the outside of your house they're actually they're really cute looking i think you know you get the little star emblem if you will you can buy it at like home sense and wayfair and all that other shit if you have that up on your house it's also an indication that you are a couple that swings really i don't believe that one i know people who have a star in their house and from what i i mean maybe they just didn't tell me but i don't think they know so what if you live in a house that has one and someone else thinks you are but you had no idea. And you're wearing a pineapple shirt with your garage partly open. You're fucked. You're totally fucked. You've hit the trifecta of I'm ready to fuck. Right? You know, I mean, it's an ongoing issue, I suppose. If you're a couple and maybe you guys have had that conversation about expanding your horizons and maybe bringing in somebody else, it's a one in a million shot. I mean, what, what do you hang out in a lobby bar at a hotel just waiting for somebody single? And do you just walk up to them and take a chance that they're into that? Uh, probably not. There should be a sign of some sort. But that's very different from these home ones. Like, if I leave my garage door open a little bit, and I'm not even sure how you do that. I have a garage door opener, and it, it's either open or closed. I don't know how to open it just a little bit. So I guess that's going to be some reprogramming. You just have like, to is that an button. invitation for them to just walk in the front door? No, that... that- Thank you, because this is where it gets dangerous and the police could easily get called. Do you you knock on the front door? Do you knock on the garage door? (laughs) Like, hello. Hey now, what's going on in here? It's it's a lot of, I think this has got to be a combo of of things happening. I, I don't, I don't like that one. I'll just say it. I don't like that. If you're really, and who's walking down the street just hoping to see a garage door partly open? You're on your perv walk, on your daily perv walk. Like, I'm just going to fucking see who's available here. No, no, because the word is now to everyone. I just learned about this today. So stop it. Stop it. The best thing you can do has got to just be going to a, a, a place that hosts these kinds of events, right? I guess. I, I honestly don't know how people hook this shit up. Like, is it online? Is it dating sites? Is it garage doors or fucking pineapples on your shirt? I don't know how they do it. I have no idea where to even begin with this shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If you're interested, let us know. 519. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw out that fucking pineapple shirt I've got, too. I don't need that thing anymore. What a waste. We had someone who ordered pineapple shirts for the whole family for their upcoming summer vacation, too. They're like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> I should have picked something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Careful where you sit. Um, a guy in Russia last Saturday walked into a sex shop 
and he tried to rob the place. He pulled out a knife and told the cashier, give me all the money in the register. First off, that's a weird place to rob. Me, if I'm trying to think about where my biggest score is going to be, I'm thinking probably bank, gas station, variety store, that sort of shit. I wouldn't think to rob a sex shop. Although I suppose they probably would take more cash than the average business. There's some people Uh, who don't want that purchase to show up on their cards. Yes, great point. That's true. So maybe they do have more cash on hand. It never occurred to me, but uh, okay, all right, fine. He tried to rob a sex shop. So the woman is staring down the end of a knife. This guy's threatening her. He wants all the money. She had two choices here. She could open the register and hand him all the cash. Or she could take out an 18-inch dildo and beat the living (laughs) shit out of him. Yes, dildo, dildo, dildo. She took out an 18-inch dildo Whoa. and beat the living shit out of the guy. That's amazing. Did she just have one like on standby, like right at the register? I don't know. Like, is that like a quick grab thing? Is it like <laughs> one of those upsells, like at Esso, when they try and sell you a car wash? And would you like an 18-inch dong to go with that? Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> Let me know. So you, anyway. You, you spent $50 or more. Here's your free 18-inch dong. Enjoy. Did she have to, like, take it out of the package, or was it just there anyway? I mean, all questions that I have. But it's caught on surveillance footage. The whole thing is on the Daily Mail website if you want to see it. (laughs) Of course I want to see that. (laughs) So not only did she whack the guy, (laughs) she whacked the guy a couple of times over the head with this big fucking dick. Once he was... stunned at the fact that she was fighting back and he just got smacked in the head with a dildo. She chased him through the store trying to hit him again with it. Multiple shots to the head with a cock. My hero. That's my hero right there. That's great. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What do you need an 18-incher for? <laughs> That's a good question. Why do they even sell those? What, what the fuck are you trying to do with that? Yeah. I mean, come on. 18 inches is not small. It's not uh, discreet. It's, it's not, not discreet. It's not discreet. No. It's not discreet. I mean, you have yourself a log. It's a fucking log. That's not a sex toy. What are you going to do with 18 inches? People work their way up to it. You know, like you started in like the pocket section. You know what I mean? You move your way up and some people are at an 18 inch. No, you can't judge them. But how do you even work up to that? Like at what point does your vagina say, <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, no. You just keep going until you find the threshold, I guess. I don't know. Ah, yeah, I'm sorry, this elevator's full. You'll have to take the next ride. You know, like at what point do you say enough's enough? Yeah. 18 inches. I mean... How do you even get on it? What do you fucking take a running jump? You jump off the bed or what do you do? You're up to your eyeballs and dildo, like literally. <laughs> I got a new dildo and I can touch my tonsils with it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to look it up, the video is on the Daily Mail website. I might even link it up in the description of this podcast. It's not over yet, so I will figure out what happens afterwards. After. Uh, oh, can I talk quickly about uh, COVID here? Because it's been a minute and things are very different from the last time we talked to you guys. Yeah, On- Ontario had 158 cases yesterday. And people are wondering, well, when are the rest of these restrictions going to get lifted? And-, and some people are quite angry about it. I'll be honest with you. I don't see many restrictions anymore that affect me personally. I mean, I went out to a restaurant on Tuesday night 
And it was fine, other than I had to wear a mask when I went to the bathroom and when I first walked in, and I had to leave my number at the door. That was really the only thing. I Maybe some people find that irritating. I don't know. But the health minister sent out a tweet this morning saying, yes, 80% of Ontarians 12 plus have got their first shot. Fucking right. Yeah. I thought that that was the threshold to remove the rest of the public health restrictions. But then she also added in that it's got to be 75% have had their second shot as well. Right. There's not one public health unit in all of Ontario that's reached 70%. So it's going to be a while. It's going to be three, four weeks. Summer's probably going to be uh, in its dying days. We'll be close to Labor Day before we can even get to that point. Right. Okay. And then there's got to be the 21 days in between. So I don't know when the rest of these restrictions are being lifted. But enter Alberta into the conversation. Do you admire Alberta or is it just like a train wreck that you can't take your eyes off of? Oh, man. Alberta. Yeah, I don't know. Yesterday, the premier of Alberta, Jason Kenney, came out. And I think Jason Kenney is one of those guys that you either love him or you hate him. Alberta removed all public health restrictions. And then they announced yesterday that they were going to end the isolation period if you test positive in certain circumstances. And I, when I heard that, I thought, wow, that seems really extreme. Like, they have really no restrictions whatsoever. But then the, the premier explained it a little bit, and I'm kind of wondering if maybe we should consider what Alberta's doing. This is about two minutes long. Listen to Jason Kenney from yesterday. You, know, you mentioned in a tweet recently that Stampede was the first major event to happen in Canada after the pandemic, and how several health experts have uh, spoken out um, saying that the pandemic is not over and that's um, a little bit of mixed messaging coming from uh, the province here. So uh, we are not yet into an endemic stage. Uh, do you stand by those comments that the pandemic is over or is that maybe a little bit premature? Well, as Dr. Hinshaw has said, we are, we are moving from a pandemic to an endemic state of uh, COVID-19. Um, we have seen the numbers come down uh, dramatically in Alberta. We should salute that. You know, uh, I, I think it's time, uh, Frank, let me be blunt. I think it's time for media to stop promoting fear when it comes to uh, COVID-19 and to start actually looking at where we're at with huge vaccine protection. Uh, we have crushed that third spike. COVID continues to exist. As I've said before, it, the virus will continue to circulate. Numbers will go up and they'll go down. But what matters most is that the widespread protective effect of vaccines is real. We should embrace the science. Uh, we should stop listening to people who deny the powerful protective effect of vaccines. What we've seen around the world is that countries with uh, high levels of vaccine coverage across their population have decoupled uh, hos- uh, cases from hospitalizations and fatalities. We never had restrictions in the past uh, to, uh, to stop uh, people from getting uh, my, you know, fewer or no symptoms. They were there to protect the hospital system, the healthcare system, and prevent large-scale uh, fatalities. So yesterday we had zero COVID fatalities. We now have fewer people in hospital with COVID-19 than at any point in the past nine months. Uh, Today, we will achieve 75% first-dose protective coverage of the eligible Alberta population. Within a week, we'll hit about 65% fully vaccinated amongst the eligible population. But most importantly, most importantly, uh, about 90% of the vulnerable 
uh, in Alberta have been vaccinated. That is people over the age of 65. Those are by far the most vulnerable individuals. And uh, that means that um, when COVID case numbers go up, uh, as they will at various times in the future, uh, they will not represent a significant threat to our healthcare capacity. Um, and so that's why uh, the, the, our chief medical officer uh, had provided advice to drop uh, virtually all public health restrictions uh, once we achieved the thresholds back in June. And I'm very encouraged. Uh, we're now three weeks into that full openness, and I'm very encouraged to see uh, that, uh, that we continue to do very well. Now, okay, I'm going to end it there. Dr. Dina Hinshaw is their chief medical officer of health. She is on the exact same level as uh, Dr. Bonnie out there in BC and Dr. whatever his name is here in Ontario, the new guy. How can people, all chief medical officers of health of a province in Canada, have such wide perspectives on this? If, and they all agree on one thing, we're following the science. How come BC is loosening restrictions and Alberta has eliminated restrictions? BC basically has as well. But Ontario's still got them. Is there a difference? Is there something I'm missing? Like, is there something wrong with what the Premier of Alberta said yesterday? Uh, no, I mean, I don't know what the right choice is to do. But I, going, going back to what we said initially about, you know, in, in Britain, where it's, or is it Australia or Britain, where it's like... You're in charge of your own destiny at this point. And at a mm-hmm. certain point, we do have to do that, I think. But everyone's doing it in their own in their own way and in different steps. We are definitely the slowest. We're also the heaviest populated. So maybe it has to do with that. We have probably the, aside from, you know, there are some, a lot of spots in British Columbia, though, that are extremely uh, well-traveled, you know, if you will. So mm-hmm. here in Ontario, we do too. It could be comparable in some cases, but not always. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is, but I'm all for at a certain point. I I agree more so with the leader of Alberta. I I do, where, you know what? We have, yes, it's going to go up, and yes, it's going to go back down again. It's going to go up and down. It's not going to disappear. We know that. Are we seriously supposed to sit around and wait for it to disappear? If so, have fun in lockdown for another several years. You know, if we're lucky. If they actually manage to get the, the all of the mutations of this virus under control, because you know there may be more. So, no, we can't live like that. I, I totally agree with him on there. So I side more that way. For me in Ontario, I'm happy that we're at the stage we're at. If they said masks off tomorrow, I would be a little hesitant. That's just me, though. Yeah. It'll take a while for me to get comfortable that way, too. I, I just don't understand how. And I it never even occurred to me, really, until I, I heard Premier Kenny talking about this yesterday. The same people who are screaming at the top of their lungs, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, are the same people screaming for restrictions to continue. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense. It's really almost ironic if you stop and think about it. Do you believe in the science? Do you believe in the vaccines? Because if you do, then if you're vaccinated, we should drop the restrictions. And if you're not vaccinated, then you have to take precautions. I still believe in the vaccines. I agree with the premier of Alberta there. I believe that they work. That's why I'm fully vaccinated. I took the shot. I did it. I'm not uh, going to pound down the door and, and demand everybody else do it. But I did it for my own personal reasons. Yeah.
And I just don't understand how you can scream that uh, you got to get vaccinated. And as soon as we get vaccinations, we can ease these restrictions. But if you believe the vaccinations work, then you should ease the restrictions on the ones who are vaccinated. In my opinion, if it's about creating a capacity in healthcare, then we've done that. We flattened the curve. We're good. Yeah. Last thing I want to talk about is what a gong show the Olympics are. And you know what? It's not even for the sport. And it's not the fact that Japan is at its highest daily new cases right now than at any other point in 2021. It's the worst it's been in Japan right now where the Olympics are being held. The athletes, I believe, are fairly safe. They're in the Olympic Village, which is basically a bubble, and they're competing, but there's still people that are over there dropping out because of COVID fear and for mental health reasons. Simone Biles was one of them. Justin Bieber, I think, is the latest to come out and defender, and I think most people are like, "Hey, she yeah. made a decision for her mental health," oh and I, we appreciate the only that. the only person that's really against it and thinks it's bullshit is Pierce Morgan, and he, that guy will just say anything to get attention. So fuck sure, he him. will. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Justin Bieber knows a, a thing or two about saying yes to things you shouldn't say yes to because, and then having your mental health take a hit because of it. I mean, he's he's talked about it before very openly about all of the things he said yes to, even though he was struggling a lot. And Simone put a lot of pressure on herself and she wasn't doing well mentally to the point where she realized it and she decides to withdraw and good for her because that had to take a lot of courage. There was a freaking Twitter hashtag that included a Simone Biles goat. I don't know if you remember this at the beginning of the Olympics, people were using the Olympic hashtag in the States and it was Simone Biles as a, as a goat with a medal around her neck. So like that's a shit ton of pressure. I feel like, in a lot of cases, and especially in the U.S., I'll call them out, maybe a little bit here in Canada too, they put a lot of pressure on their athletes. And and especially at the Olympics, you must feel that tenfold. And she's young. She's so young. She's 20, I think she's 24, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of pressure on a young girl. And even though, like she said in her Instagram post, it, she seems like she's together. You might think that she's tough. She's deep down inside going through a lot of stuff right now and she's in her head a lot of the time so good for her for pulling out okay so i do have a slightly different take on it and i know that it won't be popular i know that before i even say it i know that this isn't going to be popular and i'm still not sure entirely how i feel about it but one perspective that does cross my mind is there's a lot of people who want that spot that simone's got on the u.s olympic team they're capable of filling that spot And they were denied that spot for Simone. And while I fully support you doing what's best for your mental health, mental health is part of your overall health, and you got to take care of your head and your mind. You have to. I just wish that she could have figured this out before she took that spot from somebody else. She was obviously the first place person, and she qualified to be on the U.S. Olympic team and go to Tokyo and stay in the village and 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 get the free flights and she got all that funding for training and the endorsements and so on and that's all well and good but was there no way to know leading up to the olympics what the pressure would be like and, and say you know what that's just something i'm not ready to deal with right now i can't deal with that right now i'm going to bow out now and then somebody who is ready to take on that task should take my spot in tokyo because they'll at least compete They'll get to live out their Olympic dream. For me, it's not the right time or I'm not in the right headspace. Was there no way to figure that out in advance or to anticipate that? I don't know if I want to deal with this kind of pressure. 
Oh my God. I know. I, I, I have to disagree with that altogether. Again, she's 24 years old. She's got all the pressure in the world. She's got sponsors. Let's not forget that are pulling for her that are pushing her. I should say pushing her to do this. Oh, can't wait for you to wear, you know, whatever it is, these shoes, that shirt. Don't forget to do this and that you have people in your ear constantly. She wasn't in the right headspace, And sometimes when that happens, yeah, you, you aren't really, you're looking from the outside in to realize it takes a while to realize, Hey, no, I'm not okay. You don't know unless you're in that position. You really don't. I can imagine the pressure to be too, too much for anyone, let alone someone her age with all the pressure in the world. And like I said, I, I find the States more so than any others. Although that said, a lot of people are sticking up for her and supporting her decision, which is good to see, but I, that's a lot. It, it's a lot. I don't think that she was really thinking that way. She was just thinking, I'm nervous, I'm this, I'm that. And it probably, when she got there, it exploded. It absolutely exploded. It can happen like this. And apparently those mental blocks that you can go through, and gymnasts have actually been out pretty open with, especially their training. It's rigorous. Uh, they're, they're miserable. So, and it had possibly career ending, although I'm not, not to say that that's going to happen with her. But I, I feel for her at this point. I don't, I don't think people need to worry about that part. I mean, I I feel for her, too. I really want her to be okay and to be comfortable in her own skin and to to be able to look in the mirror every day and say, you know what? I did my best. It just, you know, and she's not the only one. There's other athletes who are citing mental health concerns or mental wellness as a reason for pulling out of various events. And I just think to myself, I mean, okay, I get it. You made the right decision for you, and that's good. You're looking after your own health. But did you need to make the trip? Did you need to go? Was there no way that you could have thought to yourself, I'm really nervous about this one, or holy shit, I'm really feeling the pressure. You know what? I'm, I'm going to make a decision now for my own health so that somebody else can go, somebody that is ready. And I just think about those people that, that finish second or finish third in the qualifying, and they don't get to go. They're sitting there watching on TV, and the person that beat them isn't even going to compete. I don't know. Is that the right answer? Do we treat this like a physical injury? Like, I mean, nobody would blame her if she got injured in training and and blew out her knee and, well, she can't compete because she's got an injury. Should mental health be considered the same as a, a physical health issue? Maybe it should. I don't know. I just, maybe I'm just feeling bad for those who didn't get the shot, who would have gone over and competed and and have done that. And, and maybe they wouldn't have won. Maybe they would have won. I don't know. It's not about the medals. It's about the opportunity. Yeah. I think that I think that it, it was meant to be. What happened was meant to be because now we're having more conversations about mental health and the pressures that these athletes are put under. And maybe that's what needed to happen, Scott. Maybe that's exactly what needed to happen. You needed to have a breaking news story. It's happening in the moment. She's not competing today. She's not competing tomorrow. Not, oh, she pulled out a few weeks back. Otherwise, nobody would be talking about it, really. Or maybe she would have hid it from the world, which is fine, by the way. A lot of people choose to... Hide it, not talk about it, and that's fine too. She's choosing to step forward and say, this is the reason why. I think that's extremely brave, and the fact that she did it in Tokyo, and she's staying there, by the way. She's just not competing. She's staying with her teammates. She's just not competing. Mm -hmm. So that goes to show you there. It wasn't necessarily about being there. It was about the feeling in that headspace of competing was not working for her. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know exactly how I feel about it, but those are thoughts that are crossing my mind as I analyze this situation. And 
And, and I just can't help but wonder, you know, like, was was this, did you have any indication before you left for Tokyo? They did, you were, by the way. I, sh- I will let you know because you do have the question, so I will give you the answer because I did find out here moments ago. Jade Carey, there is someone who is her replacement. Okay, did so they're going to bring somebody in to compete for her? There's, yeah, and I believe that they always bring backups in case of injury. They always oh. bring those people who almost make it because of the, for those reasons. I mean, it's they're athletes. They get injured all the time. That's usually the number one reason why. Mental health issues, maybe they don't even think about that. But in this particular case, no need to worry about that part because someone okay. is there. All right, that's good. I'm glad to know that somebody's going to get a shot and it's not like there's going to be an empty spot on the starting line or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Okay, everybody, thank you for listening to this edition of After 9. Super glad you did. We'll have another episode tomorrow, and then it's the long weekend and the halfway point of summer. Enjoy your Thursday. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.